Today's daf is daf Nun Aleph. We're holding at the top of Nun Aleph, Amid Aleph, Taner We're continuing with the type of Tumah that is known as Rekev. Rekev is, there is corpse dust. The, the body disintegrates uh, and into, into a dust. And we learned that a ladle full of corpse dust has the capacity to transmit Tumah, Tumas Oyo, it's actually a Shaila Legabe Maga, but, um, and, and we're going to learn now that it has to be unadulterated. There cannot be any type of uh, other uh, in, uh, intermingling of any other uh, disintegrated particles in order for this Halacha Moshe Sinai of corpse dust to transmit the tumor that we were discussing in the Mishnah. So Tanra Bonner, we learned in the Bryce, Ezuhu Mace, Shiesha when does a corpse have associated with it this tumor of corpse dust? It's Mace Nikba Amar Arum. Has to be the corpse was buried naked. There was no clothing, there's no tachrichin shrouds on the on the mace. Uh, it also has to be that the coffin had to be made out, out of marble and is not subject to its own disintegration. Or the corpse was placed on, on, on a rock bed, again, so that there would be no disintegration of what he is lying upon that would mix with the, with the dust corpse itself. Um, so, so therefore, it's, it has to be arum naked. It's either the arum is made of shaish of marble, or al shalavonim, or it has to be on a bedrock on the ground of stone that will not disintegrate it. That's considered to be a corpse record where corpse dust halachas will apply. But but if the mace is buried in its clothing in shrouds, or the arum shall eat, or in a wooden uh, box. Or al gabe ritzba shalavenim, or on uh, with with uh, with brick which crumbles. So zel meish ainle rekav. Then there'll be no law of rekav associated in this particular case because the corpse, will, uh, the dust, the dust of the corpse dust will not be unadulterated. It'll be integrated with the particles of an external substance. And that will not allow for this halacha. And it doesn't matter, Felsha says, even if you bring multiple ladlefuls of corpse dust, the totally, in, in, in total, you'll have the right amount of a ladleful. It doesn't matter. It has to be specifically one ladleful of uh, corpse dust without any other substance mixed in. Amar Ulo, Ein Rekav Elah Abomina Bosa Minagidin Uminat Somos. That in order for, again, the halachas of corpse dust to apply, the original corpse has to be made from, has to have flesh, has to have sinew, and has to have bone. So like if it's only flesh that was buried for some there was like an accident, and all you had was flesh, and there was no bone or, or sinew, that would, even if it's, it would follow the other requirements, there's no clothing, doesn't matter. In order for the, the corpse dust halacha to apply, that which initially began, began disintegrating, began uh, 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 the, the breakdown of the original item. The original item, the original corpse, had to have been a conglomerate of Basar, Gidim, and Atzamos. That's, that's the ruling that Rova says. That's the ruling of Ula. So Eisvei Rova Ula. So Rova asked Ula the following question from a Brisa. 
What does the Brahma say? Rekav Avamin Avbosar. It says, if the Rekav came, uh, specifically from flesh, that's Tahar. That Rekav will not transmit Tumor, because it can't come specifically from the flesh. But what the, the, the Diuk that brother asked, it's Mashna though, Ha Mina Etzim, that if it came from bone, if it was, uh, disintegrated bone, right, the, the body began to, uh, what's the word, uh, uh, not, not disintegrate, to, the body, uh, uh, decompose. That's the word I'm looking for. So if it's from a decomposing of the, uh, of the bone, so, so then its implication is it would be Tommy. So again, Robert's assuming something. Robert's assuming the fact that it said that if it's from the Basar, that's no good. But it's Mashmada, if it's from the bone, the decomposed bone alone, it would be Tommy. Avagav the lake of Basar, even though there's no meat uh, or sinew uh, in there. So, so, so Ula responds is that that's not a kasha because you're inferring something to ask a question, but you're making the wrong inference. Ei this is the way you have to infer. It says, You're right, if it comes from flesh alone, that is not uh, sufficient. That's going to be tahar. I'd not until it's bone alone, but until it's bone with the flesh. Unless there's bone within the flesh, so you have a kind of, it's comprised, the original uh, maze was comprised of bone and flesh, that would be a, 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 a situation of rekev that's matame. But the one says, one second, Ula said there has to be a third component. The third component, it has to be given. So, like the Mora even if it's etzin and bosser, why would it be matame? Halega gidim, you don't have sinew. So on that, uh, answers the Gemara, because he evsher lebosser latzamos below gidim, because 99.9% of the time, if there is bosser and there's, 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 there's atzamos, the Gidim is actually what attaches the Basar to the Atzamas. So therefore, there's going to be Gidim as well. So ask Taisvis, so why did Ula then require uh, Gidim? If Gidim automatically comes along with Basar and Atzamas, so why is it that he had even mentioned the Gidim, the sinews, if it's always there? So Taisvis answers, for Ula, Shehizke Gidim, it's the Lafuke Nefer. We learned before that in case of a miscarriage of Oslan, there is a part where, where the development of the sinew has not, has, not, has not developed yet. So there is a case where you could have bone and flesh without sinew, and therefore, and that would not be metama, because it needs all three. But the, the, the Bryce that we're, we're, we're referring to is the general scenario. General scenario, when it's not a nafal, you will not find bosser with atzamos that do not have gidim as well. If they had to bury two bodies in one, uh, in one grave. So now, what happens is that the corpse dust comprises of an intermingling of two different bodies. The word Gilgalin, the Roshonim deal with, they're not clear exactly how to translate it, but what it means is that it is an obstacle, an obstruction, that each, each, uh, mace is, is, is decomposed corpse dust intermingles with the corpse dust of the other one, and therefore it's not considered to be unadulterated anymore. It's considered to have a mixture in it. Even though the mixture itself is corpse dust from another body, that is not sufficient. That gilgalin is an obstacle for each other. So Masiv, the girsa of the Bach is over here. Masiv Rav Nosan Bar Oshia, 
The Bryce says as follows, Rekev Abame Beis Mesim seems to directly contradict what we just said. If we have a Rekev that comes from two different bodies, from two different corpses, Tame, it is Metame, it means it does join together. So I'm a Rubba. So Rubba said, the way you have to explain it is as follows. Again, we're talking about Halacha Moshe Misina is over here. It's not, the Svaras are not clear. But the way you have to explain it is, as follows. If you have two corpses that were buried, uh, each one individually, and therefore, what happened was that each one itself did not have a mixture with another one I- together with it. And they de- decomposed, and then, then when they combined them, after they decomposed, they combined together to be a malatarva, to be the later, uh, rekev later. That's the case where it will transmit tumma. Means if the bodies are buried together and they decompose together, that's going to be problematic. That will not be problematic, but that will not be a situation where there is a transmission of tumma because the decomposition occurs in the, in, where it does not ha- decompose on its own. But if the bodies are buried separately and therefore they do decompose each one on its own, so in such a situation, the, the, there, if there's not enough for the Malatav and Rekhav and you combine them post decomposition, then they will combine together to be Malatav and Rekhav. That is the way Rob explains it. Again, the Svara is not so easy to understand, but it seems that to create Malatarika record is you have to have a situation that at the time of the decomposition, it's all coming from one mace, it's not coming from two. Subsequently, to get the shear of Malatarvan, you can join two mace in to get the shear. Let's say they gave this person a haircut before they buried him. And they wanted to bury, and assuming that it's, it's, it's post-mortem, and you have to, anything that comes from the body has to be buried with the body as well. So they wanted to bury the hair with the body. So therefore, the cover imoy, nasala gildalin. So the hair now is an obstacle. So it's very interesting. If the hair, uh, we're going to learn, if the hair was still on the head of the corpse and then it decomposes, so that's considered to be natural decomposition of the body. But once the hair has been cut, it's then viewed as a foreign substance, and then if it's mixed together with the corpse, uh, uh, the, the corpse dust, that will be a Gilgal and that will be an obstacle for the laws of Tarvud, uh, Mahler, uh, uh, Tarvud Rekev, and it would not transmit tumor. It's not awesome. We learned in a Mishnah, this is a Mishnah in Mesechus Nida, in Olos, Right, call shebemes tome that all parts of a body have the capacity to transmit tumas meis chutz min hashinaim except for teeth, saar hair, tiporen and fingernails. Now that's when they have been detached from the body. So the meis dies. Obviously, when the mace is if, it's, if the person is alive, those things don't transmit tumor. But it's talking about after the person dies, they cut his hair, they, or they pulled out a tooth, or they cut off a fingernail. So those things do not transmit tumus mace anymore. Bishas chiburon kulant 
But at the time of the, when they're still connected, like we said, so a tooth that's still connected, hair that's still connected, uh, the, uh, the fingernails that are still connected, one, they're still connected to the mace, they do have the capacity to transmit Tumas Mace. A boy Chizkiah, has the following Shiloh. Now if this is similar to the Shiloh that's dealt with throughout Shas, or it's unique to this situation, that the Rishonim deal with. But let's see what the Shiloh is. Let's say the person's hair has grown to the point where under normal circumstances he would shave it. He would not leave the hair, he would cut the hair, but he hasn't done so, right? See, Paul and his fingernails grow. These, by the way, these things grow posthumously. That when they dig up bodies, they find their fingernails have grown, the hair grow, the growth, there is a posthumous growth of these items, right? Right? So now the Shiloh is as follows. The, 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 what we said that if it's still connected to the body, then it's considered like part of the body. If it's been cut, then it's no longer considered part of the body. But what if it grew to the point that normally the person would have cut it? So it's all made ligzos. It's ready to be cut, but it hasn't been cut. Is that still considered part of the body? Do we say that since it's omed, that this person would normally have cut it, we view it as cut, and then it's no longer considered part of the body? That is the shahileh. You have the hair that's ready to be cut off, shaved, and the fingernail that's ready to be trimmed. My, even if they did not, if they did not do it, does it have a din like it's attached to the body? Or since it should be cut, it's viewed as already cut, and then it'll have halachic implications, transmission of tumor, maybe for the laws of gildalin, of obstacles in terms of the, uh, the dust, the, the, the corpse dust. So whatever the, 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 the would be, do you view it as a separated or not, even though it's still connected, but it's ready to be cut. Me, I mean, do we say, that anything that is ready to be cut, should be viewed as already as if it's been cut. Or or do we say at the end of the day it's still connected right now? The fact that it's still connected, even though it's long enough to be cut, but right now it's not being cut, and therefore it should be mechubaren viewed, viewed as connected. So that was the shaila that was raised by Rabbi Yochanan. Okay, so now I'm sorry, that was raised by Chizkiyot. So Nagmara says, Why can't we bring a raya from a, the statement that was made by Rabbi Bachana? Right? What, what was, what was Rabbi Bachana's statement? Rabbi Bachana said specifically, he said that if it's cut, it's considered to be an interference with the, uh, with the corpse dust. That if you cut it and buried it with the mace, he said specifically it was cut. Implication is that if it was not cut, then it would not be an interference. So therefore, even if it should be ready to be cut. So that's really the Shail is asking. So he says, that's why, why can't you use that for clarification? With the Rabbi Bachana, time, uh, Rabbi Bachana said the reason because it was cut. Halakhazah means implies that if it wasn't cut, even though it's ready to be cut, it's not cut yet, it would not be a, a problem, would not pose an interposition, it would not create a situation of uh, Gilgalim for the corpse dust. Simona says, Achikaam, you have no proof. Because it could be why Rabbi Bachana specifically spoke about the case where it was cut already, because maybe he himself had the same Shiloh. And therefore, Gazaz, 
If it was cut and then buried together, then for sure it's an obstacle, an interposition with the corpse dust. And that he had no Shiloh about. But that's why he, he viewed it, he expressed it only in a situation where there's no Shiloh. Loy Gazas, if it was not cut, he maybe had the same Shiloh, the same Shiloh that Chizkiyo was raising. Maybe, uh, it, it was, uh, 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 the, who was this again? Um, Rabbi Barbachana had the same Shiloh. So the reason why he never talked about a case where it was long and not yet cut, because he wasn't sure what the halacha is there. But you can't bring me a riot. The fact that he wasn't talking about that case means there the halacha would be that it's not pro- it does not create an obstacle or an imposition. Could be there it might as well. He didn't speak about that case because he has the same Shiloh that we have. Boy Rav Yirmiya, Rekev Abamina Ekev Mahu. So the Shiloh is like this. Let's say you have corpse uh, the, 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 the corpse dust that comes from the heel of a person. Now the Rishonim speak out of here. Look at the Rosh, Tysus. What's the idea of, of the heel? The, the heel of a person, because a person wa- walks on it when he's alive, it, it contains a lot of dead skin. It thickens and, it, uh, and hardens, and therefore it, it's not really live flesh. So therefore, if this uh, part of the body the, the heel begins to uh, decompose and turns into dust, do we say that it has the same halachas of rekev, or maybe it will not have halacha of rekev, maybe the only time something has halacha of rekev is if the composition, the decomposition came from live flesh. But this is not coming from live flesh, so maybe it does not have the halachas of rekev, it does not have the halachas of, a, of, of, of the, 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 the corpse, at, uh, dust like for, for, com, concerning the ladle, etc. So why is it like this? So boy, When we say that uh, rekev is considered to be the halachas of rekev applying, maybe it's from the the entire body, the living body of the corpse. But if it comes specifically from the heel. So lay would not apply because the heel is not living flesh. Ideal malish. Now maybe there is no difference. Bottom line is rekev is rekev comes from a dead body. Whether or not it's from the heel or not, it makes no difference. That's the shaila. So Toshima come listen. We learned before that you have a the rekev where you have to combine to get the full shear. The two bodies, what was le- the amount that was from the two bodies made it into one ladle. But they decomposed individually and then you combine it into one ladle. Now that implies that the full bodies decomposed, including each one, including with its heels, and still we say it combines for the laws of Rekev. Now if you tell me that you cannot count for the laws of Rekev, the heels, then the, 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 then the, de- de- the uh, decomposed heels the disintegrated hills should form an interposition, and as we learned before, when there's other substances that do not count for the laws of Rekev involved, then the laws of Rekev should not be, so therefore the person should not become Tomei. So, but you say he does combine. So you see that we do include the corpse dust from the hills. Because otherwise, why in the case of two bodies that are combined for one ladle, does it say that it's Tomei that for sure includes the four hills of the two bodies? He's not considered to be Rekev. 
Dilma derech ekev kazi, v'hachat dilma derech kazi, then from each of the bodies, you have to assume that perhaps it includes the corpse dust of the hills, or the girsa, or the different girsa, let's take a look at the rosh, that seems to be flourish, but el for sure will include the corpse dust of the hills, and why isn't that an interposition, why is that out an obstacle, should the gilgalin, someone says like this, that, yeah, that's, there's no question, the entire body is decomposed, then there's no Shiloh that we consider the, we, we include in it the heels. Right? It's the whole body minus the heels. That would make no sense. It includes, the whole body, including the heels, is considered rective. What's the issue over here? So therefore, eat the ikra, irkav, kule, maize. If the whole body is decomposed, then the ka'asi, derech, ekev, so, and, and, and it includes the heels as well. Hachanami, so therefore the whole body is decomposed together with the heels. There's no shayla. That is the laws of Tarvad Rekev, the laws of Rekev and Amit will apply. El Hacha, we're dealing with a situation over here is a different situation. That the only part of the body that has decomposed is, let's say, it's the foot that is connected to the heel. The foot that's connected to the heel, that has, uh, has begun decomposing, but the rest of the body is still not decomposed. And the question is that do we say, as long as you have enough of a ladleful from the foot that's connected to the heel, that it should be matama, even though the rest of the body has not begun decomposing. So what, what, what would be the spora to say not? Because maybe since the foot itself is already cons- uh, comprised of dead flesh, maybe the, the, the flesh that is connected to it, the rest of the foot, will now be accelerated because it's already connected to dead flesh. And maybe in such a case, there you cannot use that as record. When can you say there's record? Is when the time has passed for the entire body to begin decomposing, and the entire body is decomposing, then you can count the heel. But if all that is decomposed is the area connected to the heel, maybe it's only because of the heel that was from dead flesh that causes, accelerates the area around the heel to become decomposed. But the rest of the body has not become decomposing yet, so therefore maybe you cannot use that particular area and it only can be used once the entire body has reached the point of decomposition. That's the Shiloh here in terms of the heel. So therefore like this, if you're going to Irkav Chad Eber, one limb, let's say the foot, to Ka'asi Derek Ekev, that is connected to the Ekev, to the, to the heel, that's the Shiloh Mai, even though the rest of the body is still intact, and that just, that area was the part that became, maybe it's not enough, maybe the entire, to count the heel, you have to reach the process that the entire body's reached the situation of decomposition, and take that is unresolved. A woman died while she was pregnant. So the Shiloh is, so now we said two bodies buried in the same grave is not considered to be in the parsha of Rekav Minam Meis. Now what happens if she, a woman was buried with the fetus that's within her? Do we say the fetus is considered to be an obstruction to the woman in terms of the laws of Rekav Minam because it's like two bodies in one grave. Or maybe not. Maybe the fetus inside the mother is all viewed as one body. So therefore, came in Amar Uber Yerach Imo. Do we say in other areas of Halacha, the Uber is considered to be 
part of the mother. The feet is considered part of the mother. We have interesting halachas. For example, if you shecht an animal and the animal is pregnant you, and the animal comes out alive, you don't have to do a new shechita. I mean, a Torah, there's no need of shechita on the animal side because the uber is considered part of the mother. Or for example, if a woman is con- uh, converting and she is pregnant and she goes to the mikvah, so the going to the mikvah of the mother is considered also going to the mikvah of the fetus of the child inside. The child does not need new mikvah when the child is born. So in certain areas of Allah, we do say that the uber is part of the mother. So Hilcha Gufa, he sent as part of the mother. And therefore, for the din of corpse dust, it's not an obstruction. If a woman is buried, Rahman Lachlan, with a fetus within her, and then it, the body decomposes, we don't say, perhaps we don't say, because it's Uber Yerachimo, it's like all one body decomposing, and it's not considered like two bodies buried in one grave. Ideal, no, perhaps not. Kevin, the Lot says, since this Uber, eventually, if the mother would have been alive, would have come out of the mother, it should be viewed as an independent entity, and as an independent entity, therefore, the, the, uh, the decomposition of the Uber, the, 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 the dust from the Uber does make it uh, integrate, when it integrates with the, uh, the dust, the corpse dust of the mother, it's viewed as an outside uh, uh, mixture, and therefore this is not, it's not unadulterated from one corpse, it's from two corpses mixed together, and therefore it would be, the laws of, 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 of uh, the record of Tarvad would not apply would not apply over here. So therefore, say for Lot says, Samiprish Parishmina, it's going to individually come out from her, so therefore, it is not considered a, a, a part of the mother, it's a separate entity. Now, let's continue with the child. The infant to Laimar, bottom of Nun Aleph Mid Aleph. And if you want to say, Uber to say for Lot says, Maprish Parishmina, we hear that, that the fact that this Uber would eventually leave the mother, it's viewed as a separate entity than the mother, and therefore, there's no din of Tarka. Of Rekev, Tarvad Rekev on it. What about Shechva Zera? Let's say this woman before she passed had had relations with a man and now she has within her Shechva Zera, she has the Shechva Zera of the man, the Me'isha that's within her body. Do we say that when that body decomposes with the Shechva Zera that's in it, that Shechva Zera is viewed as an outside entity and therefore will obstruct the laws of, tar, uh, of, of Rekev Minameis? So therefore, mahu, me, I mean, do we say, came in the law, it's our, do I want to have to look at it, since it has not formed into a fetus, it's not like a fetus, therefore it's not viewed as a separate entity, and it's considered to be negated to the mother as part of the mother, kigufadam is like the mother, and therefore there is a din of rekavinames concerning the mother. But at the end of the day, it still is a foreign substance. It is a, it came from the outside. It's not organic as part of the mother. And since it's not organic as part of the mother, so therefore, then it would not be viewed as part of the mother. And therefore, when it, the body decomposes, it would be creating an obstacle, Gilgal in Lamaze. Boy, Rapapa, Rapapa has the Shaila, Pirshamahu. What about the waste? The waste that's formed within the intestines from the food that she eats. Do we say that this waste, when the body decomposes, is a foreign substance and therefore will be Gilgalin, will create an uh, imposition to the laws of Tarvad, a Tarvad of Rekav bin Ames, like we learned before? On one hand, since a woman cannot exist without eating, it's part of her natural development, and therefore it becomes part of her, even the waste 
is part of that. She has to eat. And therefore the waste is not viewed as a foreign substance or something that it will interpose. It is something that's foreign. It does come from the outside. It doesn't develop from within her. And therefore that would be the Shiloh. Boy, Rav Acha, Rav Ika, Oromahu. What about the skin of the mace? Now, here this is very difficult. The Mora seems to be asking is that when the body decomposes, if it decomposes with the skin, does that act as an obstacle to the decomposition of the mace? Now, obvious question is, why would that be viewed as a foreign substance? That is clearly an organic substance that's part of the dead body. So the, the Tosas over here, uh, uh, where's the place? Uh, uh, Tosas doesn't know that Mefarish has that problem. Mefarish says that Oro here doesn't mean skin. He learns it means, uh, uh, it, it's referring to some kind of mucus that comes out of the person. From, 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 uh, it's like saliva, like, we're gonna see the next thing is saliva, but some type of mucus that is, that, 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 that comes out very easily from a person's body. But it's very difficult. The other Rishonim want to say is there is a shita that the skin of a person is not metaman. That the skin of a person does not create tumus mace. So therefore, according to the shita that the skin of the person is not metaman tumus mace, therefore, and here we're talking about when things decompose, it is metaman, so maybe it should be viewed as an obstacle, as gilgalin, and it does interrupt. But again, this is not a simple, the question on, on skin is not so simple. So also the footnote says that the hair, it's cut off, it also doesn't constitute a uh, part of the body. I mean, yeah, the more I say on the Amadal, that hair that's cut off is not considered, is not, that's, yeah, but the hair is skin, I mean, it's, uh, you know, now, Boy Ravuna Barmanayach, Kichai Veniyai, what about saliva or phlegm? Mahu, what's the din within the body? Since this is something, it's, it's going to be, expir- uh, uh, it's going to be, uh, what's the word, expirated, what do they call it, what's the word? They call it admixture. Yeah, no, no, admixture is when it's mixed into the dust, is it considered to be problematic in terms of, but, but I'm just saying, it is something that generally will leave the body, that's ex- expectorate, I think the word is. But anyway, so therefore, is it considered to be, or that it's organically developed from within the body, so it's not be considered to be a foreign substance that will create a obstacle for the mixture of the corpse dust. So I'm Rabbi Shmobar Achal Rapapa. He says like this. He says, well, you're asking about the skin. You're asking about saliva. You're asking about uh, uh, hair. All these things. And you have a sad to say that it does not create a problem of corpse... Uh, the, there'll be no din of corpse uh, dust. Then when will you ever have corpse dust? What's the scenario that a body will have corpse dust... Right? So Isaac the Dai to Kolani the Kamar Havigilgalin in all these cases there is a din uh they they do interpose, they do create an obstacle and don't allow the halochas of corpse dust to take hold. So then wreck of the Matama, when do you ever have a case where corpse dust will be Matama? Right? You have to come up with a situation that the body never had phlegm, did not have waste, did not have hair, did not how do you come up with such a situation? Say hey Khmishkakaslo. So he says, the Gemara gives an answer. He says, prior to the person dying, Ashkaya made a kolin. They gave them palm water. Palm water is like, the, like, like for a colonic, right? It, 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 it purges all of the waste and, uh, on the body. It, it removes all extra mucus. All that. So the person drank this and purged himself before he died. And then 
they used the depilatory to remove all the hair. And the last one, the kicker was that the body before being buried, was cooked in the hot springs of Tiberia, which causes the skin to be removed. So in such a case, the body is buried in such a way, although that is very unlikely to happen, but you could come up with a scenario where you could have corpse dust without having it completely unadulterated, without any admixture, anything mixed into it, no hair, no skin, no waste, no saliva. That would be the scenario, again, a very unlikely situation. Amar Abayah. Naktina, and we have the following Masora. This is the tradition we have. That mace, that if you have a corpse, that was grinded, physically was grinded. Rahman al we had uh, the, uh, you've seen, not in the near past, that what they did with corpses, but the corpse was ground, so now it is into fine, it's made into fine little uh, uh, particles, but it was not a natural decomposition. It was caused by external uh, uh, intervention by an artificial intervention that does not have the din of rekev for the din of rekev to take hold it has to be natural decomposition so Yibayalahu the Bnei Yeshiva asked Abaya the following Shaiva what if they ground the body but then naturally the body at that point decomposed so do we say there now there will be a law of 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 rekev min ames, the halacha will apply, or do we say not? So, what are the two start in the shaila? It's not the basis for rekev. It's because you have meat, sinews, and bones decomposing. The fact that in the inter between the decomposition and when the body was intact, it was ground by artificial means, by human intervention, doesn't take away from the fact that at the end of the day, what are you left with? It did have now, it did decompose. So you're still left with decomposed dust at the end. So maybe the laws of Rekev should apply. What's the other side of the Shaila? Odilmo, perhaps, Kibriyosa Ba'inam. Is that Rekev is only considered to be, the halachas of Rekev only apply if the decomposition happens from a body in its natural state. But if the decomposition occurred here after the body had been ground, then the halachas of Rekev will not apply. The lake, and you don't have it. Take, but that remains unresolved. Again, it's halacha mosh so it's, uh, it's hard to say what the svaras are, but the point is that it's not, it's, it's unresolved. Do we have to have, in order for the body to be uh, decomposing and create the law of Rekev, it has to be a, a full body that had not been ground with artificial way, in an artificial manner, or maybe at the end of the day, the result is the same. It's still a full body decomposed. The fact that in the interim it was ground, that should not take away, and that thing remains unresolved. Tani Ula Bar Chanina. Ula Bar Chanina taught the following brysa. Okay? Now, what did he teach? He taught three halachas. Number one, and again, these also don't have svaras to them, they're halacha mosh misinai. a corpse that was buried with a limb missing, ain loy rekev, there is no din rekev. What's a svara for that? It doesn't seem to make a sense. But in order for rekev to apply the law of rekev, that a ladle full of it will be matamet tumas oho, it has to be that the rekev came from a body that was buried intact. But if the body is not intact, there is no rekev. Number two, there is a locha that's called tfusa. 
Tfusa is that the area and uh, right underneath the corpse, as well as some of the uh, soil uh, surrounding and under the corpse, belongs to the corpse. That means when you have to move a corpse, you have to move not only the actual corpse itself, but even some of the, the virgin earth surrounding it as well. Even though it's not corpse dust, but it, that's called, it like seizes. It seizes that area. That's halacha. So he says, the din that a corpse seizes the area that is immediately surrounding it is only is when the body was intact when it was buried. Right? But if the body was chaser, ain lot, the light tfusa, it does not have the din of tfusa. And the last one is, also, Allah Hamosh Misinah, if you bear, if you find a body in an area, you have a right to move it to say, well, this is not a basic forest. I'm allowed to move it to a basic forest. If you find, we're going to learn in the seventh Baba Vasu, we're going to deal with this more, but if you find a three, you find three bodies in an area within a certain spacing, that's called the Shkunas Hames. It's called to be like Shkunas Kvaros. It's like, this is get the din of a basic Kvaros. And then you're no longer allowed to into what's called reinter the body, move the body to another area. You have to leave it there. But again, again, what the swara for this is, is that if any of these three bodies are not intact, they're found with limbs missing, they do not create the din of a shchunas kavaras, and you're allowed to move the body. So the three halachas that Ula Bar Hanina taught. One, and they, they apply to a mace that was buried with a chaser with a limb missing. There's no din rekev, there's no din fusa, and there's no din shkunas kvaras. We're going to focus on what we've been dealing with until now, the law of rekev. So mace the one has the following shayla, following from kasha, from a brysa. What is saying the brysa? Says like this. Now, this is actually, I think it might be a mishnah. In Idios. It's a mission, I believe. So it says over there like this. We're dealing with, we know that a limb from a dead body or a kazai's bosor from a dead body has the capacity to transmit tumah. No question. We also know that a limb from a live body, an aver minachai, also needs to be buried and also has the halachas of Tumas Mace. Right? What the Machlokas Tanoyim, that this Mishnah is quoting, we're going to see the rebuttal of one of the opinions, is as follows. If you have a limb that's from a dead body, and a Kezaias is taken from that limb, there's no child, that's a Kezaias Mena Mace, that Kezaias also has the same halachas of the limb. What if you have a limb from a live body, and a Kezaias of Basar, is taken from the limb that had been chopped off the live body. What is the status? Does that, just as the limb has a din of Tumas Mace, does that desire, or you could say, well, it's not coming from a live, uh, from a dead body, it's coming from a live body, and then it does not necessarily have the status of a kezayas mina mace, because it's coming from a chai. That's the question that is discussed over there in, 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 in Masechus Idias. It says like this, so the, 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 the rebuttal to why the, there's a Tana that says no difference, whether it's a limb from the live body or it's a Kezaias of from that limb, either way it's Matama Tumas Mace. 
On that, the pushback, this is the argument that's made in Vesechus Idios. Life. In my mind, if you want to tell me that the kazayas, when it comes from a maze, from a dead body, I understand the kazayas that comes from a dead body or from the limb of a dead body. Because the, there is a din of rove. Rove is that, that if the majority of the, the, the bones are, 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 are there, which is 125 out of the 248 bones are there, or rova, or there's a quarter kav of bones, or malatarbet, or if the body decomposes, then there will be, from that body, there will be, uh, the laws of, 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 the ladle of corpse dust. We see these severe tumors apply by, from a dead body, right? So, uh, Tomar, can you say the same thing, Bechai, that from a live body, you don't have these halachas. You don't have the halachas that that bo- live body that's got 125 bones, it's got a, 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 a calf of a, uh, a, a, a quarter, a quarter of, a, of, a, of, a, of a bone fragment, or it has a, a, a corpse dust, right? That doesn't, and therefore, when a kazayas, from a limb of a live body might not necessarily be automatically that you can assume that it is Tame, because it's not coming from a source that has these severe tumors associated with it, unlike the dead body. Tome Bechai, She'en Lo, a live body does not have Lo Rova, Lo Rova, Lo Male Tarvud, Rechev. It does not have the din of the ladle of corpse dust. Now, let's analyze that statement for a moment. Now, what are we saying like this? We're saying is that in, we're focusing specifically on the argument by the corpse dust. We're saying is that the kazayas that came from a limb of a dead body, right? That kazayas of a limb of a dead body, that would have, it's coming from something that does have the laws of rekev, of corpse dust. Now, it's coming from the limb of the dead bodies. It's either we're talking about it's coming from the limb, that the limb has the kedor of rekev, or that original body, which is missing a limb, has a din of rekev. But you're seeing that we're applying the law of rekev. We're saying, by the dead body, the law of rekev applies, but by the live body, the law of rekev does not apply. But the dead body, we're talking about that there's a limb missing from that body. And still we're saying that the law of rekev applies. According to what we taught before, is that if there is, Abayah said that if there's a body that's chaser, the law of corpse just doesn't apply. And we're telling you over here that Kazais from a dead limb has, uh, is coming from something that has the din of rekev. But how does it have a din of rekev if you're not dealing with an intact body? That's the most kasha. So Chayra says, what's the case? If we're talking about focusing on the one limb itself, the limb that the corpse, the Kazais came from, right? So he's saying that the, that the live, the limb that came from the live body, there's no din of rekev. But the Gavas say that the corollary would be, is Gavimeh, that the limb that came from the dead body, even in the one limb, there would be rekev. Right? So either it's all in that limb that'd be Rekev, or in the live body. In the live body, for sure, we're not talking about Rekev, because the body can't be Rekev. The limb can become Rekev. The limb of a dead, of a dead body, and the limb of a live body can become Rekev. So if you're comparing the two, the more understands we're talking about the limb itself, not the body itself. But either way, if you're talking about the limb itself, the limb is missing, the body's not intact. And yet we say there could be Rekev from the dead body. Someone says like this, you're not, you're, 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 you're nitpicking over here. You're reading this with too much detail. All we're trying to say is like this, 
is that you cannot compare a kazayas that comes from a limb from a dead body to a kazayas that comes from a limb from a live body. Why not? Because dead bodies in general have a law of record, whereas live bodies do not have a law of record. We're not talking about this particular body or this particular limb. We're just saying in general. Someone says like this, me, Katani, does it say hames that this limb, it would be from the dead body, this limb, we didn't say, it doesn't say this limb, that this one, if this limb, it would, would have it. All we're trying to teach us is that you're coming from a concept of something that's dead, in general has a din of record, where something that's alive, in general, does not have a din of record. That is all we're saying. And therefore you cannot bring it as a raya. Now, another Shiloh. Boy, Rava. What happens like this? A person has a wound that becomes gangrene before he dies. So the body actually has already started decomposing prior to the person's death. And then the person dies. The question is, can you count that decomposition as part of the record? Or concerning record, it has to be specifically decomposition that occurs posthumously. That's the question, right? So therefore, boy, the body started decomposing when he was alive. And then he died. Mahu. What's going to be the halacha concerning the laws of Rekav? That's specifically posthumous uh, decomposition. Bottom line is, at the end of the day, the whole body decomposes. And the part that already started decomposes, it's all there. Who cares? At the end of the day, we have a decomposed body. So the fact that it started a little early, that, why does that make a difference? is the person's dead and decomposed. So what difference does it make if it started a little earlier or not? So Toshima, come and listen. We want to bring a raya from that same Mishnah in Idios. We said over there that the, the rebuttal to say that a kezayis from a, a, a in a chai should be matama, we said you can't compare it to a kezayis from an Abram in a mace. Why? We said that a mace, a dead body, and the limb that comes from a dead body has the laws of rove, that the majority of, of, of bones will, will, will contaminate. And rova, and if you have a rova of the, a quarter of the, uh, which is the weight, the rova of the, uh, of the calf will contaminate. Umalitar, but if you have the ladle full of dust, reka will contaminate. Tomer Bachai, which you don't have it. Now, what it's saying is, why don't you have it? Because the person's alive. Meaning like this, that the case of the rot will not apply, the decomposition will not apply because the person's alive. It's mashma though, hat, will, if that person who was alive dies, then you can comp- then you can count the decomposition. Meaning the only thing that's stopping you from counting the decomposition is because it's still alive. But it's much more that if you'll die, you could count the decomposition even though the decomposition might have started why he was still alive. Why he was still alive. Time is the you can't count it because he's alive. Ha mace but if he would now die, yes, even if it started when he was alive, you can count the decomposition. Again, the one says again, you're nitpicking over here. Doesn't say, Miktani ha mace. Doesn't say, but if he's alive, you can't count. But if you would die, then this person would be able to start counting. Ha kamash All it's coming to say is like this. 
is that associated with a live person, there is no rekev. Associated with a dead person, there is rekev. But in terms of, if the rekev started before and now, that you can't bring a rekev, can't be like that. But you cannot bring me a riot in particular what will happen to the record that started alive. There you have no riot from General Mustafa over here. So, 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 so.